welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why well, work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. It's great to be back with you on a lovely little Monday morning. What's what's the Monday saying? Monday morning? I don't remember. Did we have Her one? Mondays. That's what oh, yeah. Hashtag girl. No one Mondays. hates a Monday like big country hates a Monday. I don't have an issue with Monday. It's just Monday is usually when things just kind of hit the fan for a little bit, and then you got to kind of figure out and clean up the mess the rest of the week. And then when you get to Thursday or Friday. I don't have or, a problem with Mondays. It just always sucks, and shit hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't mind starting the week. It's like, all right, let's have a good week. And it's like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. I, did, I was reading the ad read, and I mentioned Yellowstone. I did hear that they're going to start to open up part of the park again, which is a good sign. Where? Like the southern loop or something, gotcha. something like that. The you northern know, loop is where I was, most of the animals are. But I, I was talking with uh, one of my brothers yesterday uh, for Father's Day, and he was asking about Yellowstone, and I still think it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. I agree. And take an RV up there, experience it. That would be a, a really cool trip. It really would be. The only thing that stinks is the road that is now pretty much non-existent due to the river. It's like, how long is that going to take to rebuild? Like, is that ever, are they ever going to be able to? I think it's going to be years. I'm, like, 10. Yeah, like, maybe I'm being pessimistic. I usually am. But I, I, it's going to take forever. That's such, I don't know how many miles of road got destroyed. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a very long time. Well, you can't rebuild the road in the same spot. That, that, it's all gone. Like, it literally all got washed away. You're going to have to build in whole other spots. Yeah, and prepare for, like, hey, what if this happens uh, again? Mm-hmm. I thought I saw somebody saying that, that it's still snowing in that part of the country. What? That like Wyoming or Montana got snow last week. Oh, yikes. I didn't know that was possible in the summer. Yeah. I know it's like real high up in the mountains. So like, you know, the elevation and temperature there is a lot different, but it's just still the whole. I heard that it was because there was snow in the mountains and with it getting warm, it all melted. And that's what caused all the flooding. Yeah. Then I think it snowed again. Fuck. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's rough. Yeah. I'll go ahead and stay in the uh, Southern Loop then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is great to be back. Uh, you had a dentist appointment. You're here, so I assume everything went fine. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later for our Matchmaker Monday because it was one hell of an experience. I've heard nothing about it, so I yep. can't wait for that. Yeah, it's, it was something. I didn't get any videos this time of, oh, I can't even feel my mouth or anything like that. So. Well, I didn't. There was a moment where I couldn't, but... Again, I sent, I think I sent you a picture of Nope. I sent you a Snapchat. Nope. I one hundred percent did. I know I did. To you and Matt. Maybe I ignored it. I think you did. <laughs> was it on Friday? Yeah. Friday morning. I was having the time of my life. Silver <laughs> Dollar City. Obviously I oh, have still your dollar city. listened to the last episode, uh, which was great. A lot of controversy <laughs> surrounding that one. Um but we went to Silver Dollar City on Friday. Mm-hmm. Had a blast. Absolutely loved it. Even I, I think it was Brooks is like, it's really weird to see you guys not on Twitter. I don't think I was on Twitter all weekend. I don't. I wasn't either. I don't know if I sent a tweet on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. 
I uh, I think I might have sent one out on Sunday, but it, I don't know. Maybe I there's a possibility I didn't. Like I hardly even got on and, like scrolled. Like this weekend was very relaxing for me. I spent every day in the heat. I, I don't spent, know how I survived, but I did. Yard work yesterday. I'm assuming Sunday. Uh, Saturday, and then went to a Naturals game mm. Sunday. Yeah, just killing myself. <laughs> but I'm here. Mellow uh, loves summer. I did want to talk about the NBA Finals because we didn't get to on Friday. The Warriors win Game Six. We were rooting for a Game Seven, um, but that's okay. Warriors win Game Six. They get their fourth um, NBA Finals championship with this group. Steph Curry finally gets his first MVP. I heard people talking this morning as two pros and a cup of Joe were talking about how this shouldn't change Steph Curry's legacy. Like getting the, the finals MVP, getting your fourth finals championship mm-hmm. shouldn't change his legacy. And I, I'm like taking a shower listening to this, and I'm like, I can't disagree with you more. I think mm-hmm. this is huge for Steph's legacy. I mean, it 100% is. Like, yes, he was already a great basketball player, one of the greatest shooters the game's ever seen, but, like, this puts him at the top of, like, an all-time great in terms of success mm-hmm. with more than just shooting. Because, like, I feel like we all looked at Steph as, like, okay, yeah, you know, like, two-time MVP, he won a couple championships, but it's, like, it's been to help with other guys. Like, it's been with Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. It's been with Kevin Durant, but it just never felt like it was because of Steph Curry. Like, yes, he made – Huge plays himself, and, you know, he was a huge impact on them reaching that point of the season. But then when it got to it, I was like, okay, Steph's just hitting big shots, making big plays, but never felt like – there was just, like, the separation of, like, the focus went to LeBron with it because, like, look at how well LeBron's also playing in the series against Steph Curry and the Warriors. And once they got Kevin Durant, I was like, okay, now we can beat LeBron, you know, even easier in, in a way of wording that. But I think, like, this, like, you winning the finals MVP – Having a game where you dropped 43 points, another game here where you dropped over 30 in the final game to win the series, it just goes to show that like the reason the Warriors are here is because of Steph. Like Steph is the leader. Steph is the Warriors. The Warriors are Steph Curry. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. And I don't think it's like a disrespectful thing. Because even this morning when they were talking, it was all this like, uh, if you didn't think Steph Curry was good before this, then you don't know basketball. It's like, I knew he was good. I know he was the greatest shooter of all time. But I do think finally getting that finals MVP was a big step for him. Mm-hmm. Like it puts him on another him. level. Yeah, as a top ten player. Like, I think now you can kind of have that discussion. Mm-hmm. won four championships. He's won a finals MVP. He is the greatest shooter of all time. Which, again, I don't remember if it was the podcast or radio. That's like the one thing that's universally agreed on in basketball. We talk about MJ and LeBron. You talk about like the best defender, best rebounder. No one out here is arguing best shooter. Yeah. We've just all come to a, uh, an agreement that it's Steph. Yeah. I just I don't know how you can make an argument that it's someone else. I don't even know who else it would be. Like, even if you throw, like, Ray Allen or Reggie Miller up there, like, it's okay, yeah, but look what Steph does with the ball's not in his hand. You know what I mean? He's just – he's everywhere on the court. And then even, like, when attacking the basket, he's still able to score that way with a floater. He's not scared of contact. We saw him got beat up, you know, that one game in the finals. And I, I did come on here and say, hey – Zelda's found a way to slow him down. You just got to be physical with him. What's he going to do next? Well, he comes and drops 43 fucking points. That's what he does. And so I was like, <laughs> all righty. 30 feet away. Exactly. So it's just, it's that type of situation where you look at Steph, and it's like he can do this at any time he wants. Hand in his face, you know what I mean, getting knocked down, coming off a screen wide open, breaks on one's ankles, comes back, hits the three. It's just anything and everything Steph wants to do in terms of getting ready to shoot the ball, he does it. 
with absolute ease. Yep. And I was thinking about it the other night, too, as soon as they won, of, like, where does this rank in NBA dynasties? Like, where do the Warriors rank? I actually, I think they might be number two. I think the Bulls are number one with what they were able to do, six championships in, like, eight years, and that's including the two that Jordan was not yeah. part of. And then, you know, you talk about the Spurs, the Lakers, the Celtics of, like, the early 60s. I wasn't around for that. And I was like, basketball was not the same back then. Yeah. So, for me, I think it kind of starts in, like, maybe the 80s with the Lakers. But even then, it was like, you didn't have a lot of player movement. It's just like, we drafted this guy, we're going to keep him forever. Yep. And then you get, and that's why when you get into, like, the Bulls of the 90s, you had players leaving for free agency and, you had guys like the Rockets trying to create super teams and things like that. So for me, it kind of the discussion starts of like the 90s. But the Bulls, the Lakers, the Spurs, the Warriors now, I think the Warriors are probably number two on my list. I think it's, it's hard to argue that because like when you look at, I mean, some people might throw, I want to say the Heat just because I was a Heat fan, but it's like it can't even be the Heat. It just has to be like LeBron's success. Yeah. No, like, and that's exactly where I was going. Like, I think it was more just due to LeBron's success for, like, the 10 straight finals that he went to. But when you look at the dynasties, like, the Spurs, yes, because they were able to keep the core group, and they did it in, like, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. You know what I mean? They won a championship in either one of those decades. Like, that's impressive on its own. And when you look at the Lakers, it was the beginning with Shaq, and then it was after Shaq that Kobe got to the five. Mm Mm-hmm. So mainly it's just which one's more impressive in terms of possibly put them over the Warriors, like with the Lakers. Because when you look at the Lakers, it's like that dynasty was Kobe. Yeah. Are you saying but like in the 80s, 90s, or are you talking about with Kobe through Shaq? Yeah, 2000s. Okay. okay. Lakers. Huh. It, my argument for the Warriors over the Spurs, because remember I was a Spurs fan growing mm-hmm. up, the Warriors were able to do four so quickly – but I, you know what? Even with the Spurs, though, like they got four. If you go back to the Tim Duncan, David Robinson, nineteen ninety nine, like if that's where you want to start their dynasty, yeah. they had a run of fifteen years where they won five. Yep. So maybe I need to change my mind a little bit. Like if you're just counting the big three, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, they got four together. But Tim Duncan, David Robinson, yeah. It might be the Spurs still. That's Great where I'm starting it at, yeah, because that's where my mindset went with it. Yeah. And if you just want to say they're big three, I think it's the Warriors are better. But big David Robinson fan myself, <laughs> let's not forget he won a championship there too. Yeah, and the other thing with the Spurs too is that like they did go to one and they lost to the Heat. So it's like, you know what I mean, they also went to one and lost. And that's kind of where I was going to compare it to the Warriors. Is We've seen the Warriors go to like several here the last, I mean, since 2013, 14. And now you're here and you won four of them. Like, that in itself is, like, just the amount that you've won in this short period of time and, like, the consistency of it, too, with your core group of players of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. And then you've had other role players come in with Andre Iguodala, and now you've kind of helped develop Jordan Poole into who he is. Andrew Wiggins joining the team. Gary Payton Jr. It's like those are the other guys. Like, those are the core pieces of the future. And so now it's like, okay, when you look at the Warriors, how do they, how do, they do this again? You know what I mean? Or can they? Because that's my question. It's like, was this the end of the dynasty for the Warriors? And I don't want to necessarily start that conversation too soon after winning because, like, to win that and after everything they overcame, it's awesome. It was actually kind of cool to see the Warriors win it because it was like we saw them be good where we started them 
It's like everyone wanted to root for the Warriors to be good and to win because we hadn't seen anybody like them do it. They built their own team. It wasn't a super team, a super team that was kind of like created to be successful. They had done it on their own. And then they brought in Kevin Durant, and everyone's like, okay, wow, screw these guys. Now they're the villains. And then Kevin Durant leaves. They're all getting injured. They fall apart. And then it was like to watch them climb back up and win it, and then Steph's right there with the MVP. To me, it was like, holy shit. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah. that is a great organization, a group of players right there. I came full circle on rooting for them. Yeah. I, like, just like you said. In the beginning, I was like, yes, I love this. Guys that are shooting threes, playing good defense, playing team basketball. And Durant joined them, even like a little bit before, a little bit after Durant, actually. I kind of got sick of them. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm tired of watching these guys win. Curry got really like, I was rooting for LeBron in a couple of those matchups mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to see the Warriors win. And now this year, like I was rooting for the Celtics, but at the same time, I don't, I'm not upset that the Warriors won. I do think it's cool. And to see Steph finally get the MVP is nice as mm-hmm. well. Next year... I don't, I don't want to be this guy because I hate it because I feel like every time somebody wins a championship, we talk about, like, next year is a no-doubter. Like, they're definitely going to win it. It's so difficult to win two in a row. Yeah. It rarely happens because you have that target on your back now. Everybody's going to be looking at you. Not that they were just dismissing the Warriors this year. of Like, oh, they can't win it. But now you are the defending champion. Now everybody's giving you their best game every night. Yep. It, but – they return, like, everyone, everyone that they want. And I, I'm still very curious to see what happens with, like, a Jonathan Kaminga and uh, Wiseman. Like, two very high draft picks that did nothing for them yeah. this year. They just Kaminga came off. barely played. Yep. Wiseman was hurt again. But, I mean, if they can get those guys to start to develop and get solid minutes, I mean, you might have a continued dynasty, like a, a next wave almost. With Jordan Poole and them, too. Yeah, if yeah. those guys develop, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Kaminga, and uh, Wiseman. Yeah, and Kaminga's only 19, so I saw someone post on Twitter. It's like, he can't even go celebrate with the team. Like, he can't go to the yeah. clubs and celebrate them winning a championship. He's 19 years old. I was yep. like, man, that stinks. I think they'll find a way to get him in. Yeah, I'm sure he's still in there. <laughs> but I've, I saw people, like, throughout the season, too, kind of talking shit on him. Like, oh, why this guy's supposed to be a top-five player or whatever. He's, mm-hmm. he's not even playing. It's a pretty good roster. Yeah. Look he didn't him. show up and think like, oh, hey, here's the Rockets. I'm going to be playing 35 minutes tonight. <laughs> yeah. He went to an NBA champion. So, yeah, I, I do think that it could be scary. Having, a, having them win a championship next year is going to be tough, but they are kind of the, the remaining superpower. Do you think there's another one? Like, Do you think Wiseman or Kaminga could step up and take that Draymond Green role? Because, like, I think it's Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins are both on their last year of the contract, so they're going to need extended. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you pay those two guys, you're going to have to move on from somebody. Is it Draymond? Is it Clay? I think they'll probably let the contracts expire on Clay and Draymond, who have another couple years. And in the NBA, with the way the salary cap's set up, there's, it's, it's pretty non-existent for a while. And the Warriors owners already know, like, we're going to be paying – part of that salary cap tax. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they care. I think they can keep it all together. That's absolutely terrifying. And, until, like, Clay and yep. Draymond phase out. And as much as I'm talking about the players here, what about the coach, Steve Kerr? Do you think he wants to keep doing this? I don't know. I, would, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he slid into a more political role. 
Yeah. Like front office or just like actual politics? Actual politics. Yeah. Like if he decided he wanted to be like the governor of California, I think he could make a run for it. Yeah. I don't know what their politics are like in California. I think he could win. Just based off name recognition alone. Uh, Schwarzenegger won. Yeah, I was going to say. This guy's got nine NBA championships. That's our governor. No, you're going to get like, honestly, this is so stupid the way our country works out. He's going to get people that like probably grew up and knew him from the 90s with the Bulls. Be like, fuck it, I'll vote for him. Uh huh. (laughs) You know, people that now know him as like the coach of the Warriors. Like, yep, I'll vote for him. Like, sure. Don't really like who else is on the ticket. All this guy does is win. He's going to help us win, too. (laughs) Right? He's probably got a pretty good chance. Another team that has a pretty good chance, and I don't want to gloat too much. I feel really bad. I didn't tweet anything about it the other night because I'm a bandwagon fan. The Avalanche just absolutely destroyed the Lightning. (laughs) Seven to nothing. I could not believe how quickly that game got out of hand. I mean, what is your reaction while watching it? Like, watching a team that, like, you've kind of jumped on, like, you jumped on the bandwagon in the 90s, and you just kind of just coasted for a long time to years of sucking, just kind of being like, eh, forget it's the ass, whatever. Success way back when, to now they're like, boom, back at the top, and they're just kicking ass. It's To me, it's just it was funny the other night watching the game. Like, are you kidding me? Like, they just scored again? <laughs> like, I stopped watching, honestly, like, when it was like five to nothing. It's like, this is just it's out of hand. <laughs> But I didn't want to tweet because I am a bandwagon fan. Mm-hmm. And I also, I was afraid to jinx it. Yeah. They went up 3-0. The Avs did. And I was going to tweet. But I was like, I don't want to gloat. I don't want to actually piss off any hockey fans uh, just talking my bullshit. And also, I've been really bad about jinxing things lately. So it's like I'm staying off of <laughs> Twitter on this one. Do you feel like you're jinxing it now talking about it? I don't think it fucking matters. They're up 2-0. <laughs> this is over. I <laughs> uh, feel pretty confident in saying that one. Game three is tonight in Tampa Bay. They, Tampa Bay has to win this game, I think. Like, every game in the Stanley Cup Finals or the playoffs is a must-win game. But I, I feel like this one more so than any other game. If you're Tampa Bay, you have to win this one. Or you're just your spirits are going to be defeated. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you go down you're... 3-0 and you've lost one at home. Yeah, game two, you just got your asses kicked. So I think this one will be just a demoralizing victory unless Tampa Bay wins it, which I do think they can. Um, but they're going to have to fix a lot defensively. I mean, it would be nuts to see a sweep in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Like, hey, congrats on making it three years in a row. Now you're swept. And it might happen. I'm not a hockey expert, as you guys know. <laughs> but Just kind of the vibes you're picking up? It's not looking good for Tampa. <laughs> you had you got your two. They went back to back. That's nice. It's a good little story. I hope you enjoyed it. This year, I just I feel like the Avalanche are a juggernaut. Just you're not going to beat these guys. They're they're too good. The roster's too deep. Now this is me paying attention for about a month now. <laughs> this is what I've picked up on. So maybe I'm wildly wrong. Like Jesse says, at least the Oilers kept it interesting. That's correct. We'll see what happens, though. Um, it, you know, to mention the Lightning, they did fall down 2-0 against the Rangers. Yeah. I and were able to come too. back and win that series. I do think the Avalanche are better than the Rangers, but they did it last series. So I, I do think it is a possibility, but they've got to take game three if they want to try to be. Maybe that's just what they need is like, hey, let's just kind of put ourselves with our backs against the wall and just let's see how we really fight, boys. The Avalanche yeah. coming down, you know, let's just hold strong. We'll be good. 
get a little bit of rain here, kind of wash out some of the snow, a little bit of a lightning strike, kind of heat this shit up. We're you back. Think that's what they're saying in the locker room? Maybe. I bet they're in the locker room saying that stuff. <laughs> With a little bit of A at the end of it and some hockey slang terms that I have no idea anything uh-huh. about. Uh, and one of my uh, favorite guys, Burakovsky, questionable for game three. Now, um, if I'm the Avalanche, I probably don't even play him. We'll just see what happens here. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you really need him or he doesn't see significant minutes. Uh, another guy that I really liked watching the other night, what's his name? Helms. Mm-hmm. I love that. He hits everything that moves. <laughs> At one point during game two, he had more hits than he did shot attempts. Fantastic. But it's like an older player. So, again, this is me learning hockey. I loved watching him. If he were a younger guy, I would have bought his jersey just based off game two alone. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I'm still, like, waiting. Darren Helm, he's 35 years old, six foot, 192 pounds, hitting everything that moves the other night. I loved it. But then he was also there to you know, clean up some stuff. I think he had a goal even. But uh, look at me, big hockey guy. Are you going for the Avalanche in this series? You know, I'm just—I just want both teams to have fun. I'm not really rooting for anybody here. That's just—that's honestly where I'm at. Like, I'm interested in watching hockey, but I haven't taken a deep dive into it with the Abs because, like, I'm not an Abs fan, and I'm—but I am a little bit of a Blues fan, and they beat the Blues, so it's just kind of like a big middle finger to the Avalanche. But you're rooting for them, and you want them to win, so I'm just been kind of keeping hush on it, just being happy for you. There are so many players on this roster. How many? I don't know how many guys they hold on a roster. I don't either. I'm kind of hoping Jesse comes through with an answer. What is there like? There's six guys on the ice for each team, including the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many line changes do you have? Like, how many lines do you have? Like, fucking five of them. You have five deep on these. Yeah. I also don't know how to read their box score stats. I'll be honest about that because, like, the shift. I don't like. Does that mean how many times you shifted in and out of the game? No idea. Because it's like your time on ice. I'm still trying to figure out, like, what all the terminology means. I just can't wait till when we do figure out hockey enough to confidently talk about it, and people are like, damn, that's a hockey podcast. We're learning together, folks. I feel pretty safe with football, basketball, baseball. Hockey's going to be the next one. Yeah. Don't ask me shit about soccer. We just I saw on, what was it, Friday? Everybody was like, oh, the World Cup, going to be in all these cities. And for me locally, I told you guys this on Friday, but I'm going to say it again here. Everyone was freaking out in this area because it was like Kansas City's getting the World Cup. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. And like the Royals, the Chiefs, all, all the local people. Hell, I think even down here in Joplin, people are like, oh, we got the World Cup. I'm like, that's cool. Like, congratulations. Yeah. I didn't realize at the time 11 other fucking cities got it. Like, you guys are celebrating like you're the one and only. Yeah. Maybe it's a big deal. I don't like soccer, so I don't give a fuck. But it's like, it's going to be all over the country. It, not even the country. It's in Canada and Mexico, too. It is for sure. But, like, when you see about, like, the, or see the, uh, the cities, excuse me, that it's in in other countries, it's like, okay, what are these cities? You hear them. This might be the first time people in other countries hear about Kansas City, Missouri. Like, they're going to be on a world stage, national stage. Arrowhead, G-E-H-A field of, at Arrowhead Stadium is going to be – you know what I mean, broadcasted in for the World Cup. We're going to have players from other countries here in the States, like at Kansas City, playing to continue on. It's just it's one of those deals where like Kansas City hasn't had it before, and it's like this just continues to help the city of Kansas City grow and just like everything around here boom as well. Because Kansas City is a fast-growing city. It really is. And now you throw this in there too with the NFL draft next year, 
It's like, huh. Put some freaking respect on KC. And I don't give a shit at all. That's I, fine. I can care less about <laughs> the growth of Kansas City. I like the Royals. I like the Chiefs. I That's why there was no tweet or Facebook post for me about, like, oh, the World Cup. Don't give a shit. Probably yep. not going. I think it's a really big deal. I think it's going to be awesome. Maybe that's just my anti-soccer mentality. Mm-hmm. Have you like have you paid attention in like any World Cup games? Like, do you pay attention to soccer even? Randy Chastain when she ripped her shirt off and won that. <laughs> that's it. That was maybe even the Olympics. I don't know. I think it might have been. Yeah, watching like that's the it. United States in the World Cup is a lot of fun, and in the Olympics as well. It's just it's one thing like getting to watch soccer because and the reason I feel like I haven't got to enjoy it so much is because I was in a program in high school called like Upward Bound, and pretty much what it did was like help get you prepared for college and with it there was a lot of other uh minority groups in it as well so there were some kids that were in it um who were mexican and so there was a game where like mexico and the united states played each other and to just like watch that atmosphere and experience it like from people who grew up playing soccer play it in school know every player on their national team you know what i mean or are proud of the national team as well and then like just watch both of them play it was like this is amazing and then you got people in there like rooting for Brazil and just the atmosphere that was there in the room. I was like, this is like watching the Super Bowl, but every time for them. And so it was like, that's how love the sport is like nationally more than just like football, baseball, and basketball here. Cause like soccer is like a huge deal overseas. We know that. Right. But like just the amount that they get paid and like the national level and attention they get like Cristiano Ronaldo, like one of the highest followed people on social media. Like it's insane. Same with uh, Messi. It's like it's nuts just how recognizable they are over there and the biggest stars. And we look at LeBron here. It's like, man, we talk about LeBron all the time. I wonder how they feel about freaking Cristiano Ronaldo over there. That's all they talk about. Plus, he's just getting paid buku loads of money. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was, I thought it was weird that you're celebrating like with eleven other teams. I don't know. To me, like it was like, oh, that's a huge deal. I don't know. You're sharing it. <laughs> like fourteen cities. Yeah. Congratulations. Like, Brooks is, like, right there from Kansas City. So I'm sure it's pretty cool for him until he realizes all the traffic that will be in Kansas City for it. (laughs) I just, I'm not that interested. Yeah. But I don't like soccer. I would go as far as to say I hate soccer. Brooks mentioned, like, you have to think of it's like the Olympics are in Kansas City. Like, the Olympics are being held in the United States. If the Olympics were in Kansas City, but also in 14 other cities. In the United States, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So not like the Olympics that are at a central location. It's where everybody floods to that one spot. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I still think it's stupid. <laughs> the excitement of it. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm still... Joy. If people want to be excited about it, be excited about it. I'm not. <laughs> On Friday when I thought, holy shit, Kansas City is the only city... Yeah, that was cool. I was like, ah, go off, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't open my phone without seeing it. Yeah. Then I quickly got an ESPN notification of like, it's going to be in L.A., it's going to be in uh, wherever, New York, Boston. Atlanta, yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. I thought it was in Kansas City. So I had to open the notification. I'm like, this motherfucker's in 14 different cities? <laughs> but it's whatever. Enjoy yeah. it, Kansas City. If you're a soccer fan, probably is cool. If you're a soccer fan and you're anywhere near this area – being able to go and potentially see some of the great soccer players in Kansas City is cool. Yeah. Like and if the All-Star game for the NBA were in Kansas City or portions of it would, 
Yeah. That would be cool. When the All-Star game for baseball was in Kansas City, I thought that was cool. So I guess I get it. Everybody else's excitement, it doesn't matter to me. That's like I'm not like I'm not going to sit here trying to act like I'm a soccer fan or know anything you know more about like who's on the national team and who's not stuff. But I'm just excited for the people that are excited about it in Kansas City because like there is a huge soccer presence in Kansas City, St. Louis, and it's like Kansas City is growing as a soccer town. It really like even with the the wave I believe is what they are the women's team like they're they're a lot of fun to watch and they're good and they're getting a whole new facility and field as well. Right near the river, so that's going to look super cool. They're in the process of building that now. And I have had a couple Current, people excuse me, thank you, Brooks. Ask if uh, I was going to go to the World Cup. If tickets are cheap, I will. <laughs> Probably not going to be. <laughs> I I wouldn't assume so, but who I knows? would like to go so to many uh, other yeah. cities. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go to a Sporting KC game because I do hear the atmosphere is is just absolutely incredible. And Brooks mentioned it in the chat as well. But I've been hearing about that from people for, like, ever since. I, before I lived up there, and I wish I would have gone while I did live up there because they just, I think, won a national title or won the national championship, however you want to mention it, um, in Major League Soccer right before I had moved up there. So it was like, man, like, these guys are freaking good. And they still are. So it's awesome. And I was talking soccer. Boom. If tickets are under $100, I would consider going. I can't imagine tickets would be under a hundred dollars. I'm trying to think where they would be. I don't. I don't even know. Honestly, I have no clue. Like what soccer tickets even are right now. Like for a KC like sporting game. Like I don't even know. Right. If someone's like, "Hey, this is a fifty dollars ticket," it's like, "Where am I sitting?" They're like front row. Uh-huh. Like, Let's go. And again, to just continue to take the wind out of everyone's sails. I do also think there are a lot of people that are fake excited about it. Like you have yeah. no idea what's going on with soccer. Or any of the players or anything. But you're like, oh, okay. Let everybody else seems to be excited about it. Yeah, I'm going to be excited about it, mm-hmm. too. Like, if you're <laughs> a soccer fan, cool. Run with it. There's a lot of fake excitement. Yep. Too. But that's talking soccer. Um, one thing I am very excited about is Roper Kia. Go check out their inventory. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Top, you get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Again, that's Roper Kia. Mention us, $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you visit the website. So, again, right there at Gunspot.com. And one loud-ass lawnmower. Hard to hear you over the leaf blower. That's yeah, that's there. the hashtag Gur Mondays. <laughs> Get the fuck away from the window, guy. <laughs> See, Jesus. I, to me, it's just part of it. I don't even know if it comes through on the mic. I don't know. If it does, please let us know. Because it drives me nuts just when it's just sitting here trying to talk and you just hear... They say it doesn't. Well, all right, cool. I'm bitching about nothing. <laughs> there is a very loud... It's a leaf blower, by the way. Did I say lawnmower? Yeah. <laughs> that is right outside our window. It's really cool that they mow the property for us. And we don't have to pay for that. Yeah. Uh, I'd do it myself. It'd take me 20 minutes, whatever. Uh, but also, <laughs> like, they do it at 10:15 once a week. Like, they're always here. Every Monday. Thankfully, it doesn't come through, I guess. It used to be Tuesdays. You would pay attention to the yep, lawnmower that's schedule. <laughs> that's we me. got moved up to the old packing order here. Yeah, it's like, why are you? I also know when my neighbors mow their yard, they have a crew that comes every Tuesday night. Huh. It's just like, you know, some people pay attention to soccer. Some people pay attention to when uh, mowers are running. 
Do you think so? Like, if you're the last yard of the day, like you're at the bottom of the pecking order, right? Like, they just don't care about your yard. It's like just get in, get out. Um, I don't know. Or is it like we have the best yards for last? Or does it even matter? It's like my yard got mowed. I don't care. I think for at least my neighbors that have a crew come and do it every Tuesday night, it's just kind of like, hey, just make sure it's cut short every week. Yeah. Weed eat a little bit. That's it. They're not like putting any product on their the turf or anything like that. Yeah. They're not they're not taking care of as good as you are. So how is your yard looking now in the middle of summer? I haven't come by to see it. So sometimes there's a like a first to get out there award almost. I felt the pressure on that one. Like, oh okay, somebody's already fired up the weed eater at eight thirty. Next week I'll be out there at eight fifteen. On Sunday? <laughs> yeah. You're getting up that early and doing it? I don't. I okay. for some reason for me I am a like middle of the afternoon guy. The, the When's it the hottest? Worst time of day. And I mowed on Saturday this week because I knew I was going to that baseball game yesterday. Yeah. Stupid hot out there. I was uh, gonna I was gonna go golf Saturday, and uh, I was gonna go in the morning, and I got up and went, and then there was a golf tournament, and I was like, you know, I'm honestly not that upset because it is blistering fucking hot right now, and it was hard enough to get me to be like. Let's get out of this air-conditioned living room where all you've done is clean and do laundry today and go sweat our ass off in golf. So I just hung out on Saturday. And then I went Sunday morning. It was pretty nice. Also, trying to book a tea time on Father's Day. Kind of a difficult uh, thing to do. What day did you call on Saturday? Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> About 20 minutes before I wanted to play because I just remembered <laughs> it's Father's Day. And you so I called, times. and I was like, hey, can I get a tea time for 830? And he was like, when? I was like, today. And he goes, <laughs> okay, good luck with that. I was like, well, when's your next available tea time? And he's like, 10, 20. I was like, all right, take me down for two, Austin Cunningham. And I hung up on him. It's like, don't be a dick to me that I don't have a dad and don't know it's fucking Father's Day. <laughs> I didn't say that to Sometimes him. Sometimes I call you Big Red or Andy Reid, and I talk about your time management. Let's just go ahead and put that one into evidence. <laughs> That's fine. But here's – like I didn't realize – like fa- I didn't think of it like, oh, shit, it's Father's Day. I'm sure they are busy this morning. Yeah, probably one of the busier golf days of the Oh, year. without a doubt. And that course was packed. <laughs> like, honestly, that might be the busiest golf day of the year. Like you'll get Pretty your random close. tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of folks golfing early on Father's Day. Yep. <laughs> And they were. Father and sons were out there just the having the time of their lives. Able to get in really surprises me. I, yeah, like two hours later, I was surprised. When he's like 10, 20, I was like, oh, write me down right now for two. He's probably like, ah, this guy's taking his dad out last minute. Nope, took my buddy down. He's going to be a dad. So I was like, happy Father's Day to you, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I don't know. If, do you need to get more off your chest for the Father's Day stuff? No, it was good. I probably didn't need to drop that much information, so that's on me. My bad. I had a great Father's Day. So we go to a baseball game with my daughters. Got to do the whole play the catch on the field thing. Afterwards. How was it? I'm sorry I didn't ask about it. I was actually oh pretty God, excited you, for you. You're such a rude ass for not I know. thinking of me first. I'm a douchebag. That's on, on Father's Day. God, it was cool. I like to hop down to Northwest Arkansas. It has the Double A affiliate for the Royals, so it's, it's a really cool park. Like if you've never been to a minor league game, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it, they're not going to get a lot of the excitement that you get with, like, the on-field stuff in between innings. Or there's no, like, big firework display every Friday or anything like that. But, like, yesterday was kids eat free. So they got, like, a voucher for, like, a hot dog and some snacks and a drink or whatever. But it was also dollar hot dog day. And it was 
Northwest Arkansas is a pretty cool park. Mm-hmm. I like it. You could walk around the whole thing. They've got like a little jungle gym kids area that apparently my daughters are too cool for now, and we're not interested in that. But they've also got like <laughs> cornhole boards set up and, and things like that that are cool. And I uh, was lucky enough at a minor league game, tickets are stupid cheap. They're like $12 a ticket. Yeah. So I got like front row seats for us. It was a million degrees yesterday. So I think a lot of people didn't show up. We were lucky enough to get a spot in the shade. Ooh. So it wasn't even like unbearable heat yeah. the whole time. And you got a little breeze going through there. <laughs> so like where we like to sit for Royals games, which is near the top, near the concourse, mm-hmm. you get the shade, you get the breeze, was able to get that on top of the cheap tickets. Look at that. Which is the way to go. I know a lot of people think like, oh, I got to sit close. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you watch how baseball. they trick the people that have money to be like, oh, the best seats right here down low. Yep. No, it's not. <laughs> you can't even see the game from that close. Football is the same way. Yeah. Basketball, I think, is the only one where it's like, oh, this is cool to see. Because you're literally getting guys running by you an arm's length away. Yep. In that football just... and baseball, there's a whole fucking like, fence separating you. Move up. Move up 20 rows, and that's where the yep. good spots are. That's where I think the best seat in Arrowhead that I snuck down to with my buddies after like going to one of my first games is right there at the 50-yard line, 21 rows up. On the, on the side with the broadcast is on. Best seats in Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the whole, like, oh, we got to sit close thing. Yeah. Like, if you're actually there to see the game, I don't think the sit close is a thing for you. Yep. I don't mind sitting up top. I just want to be low down top because I hate the people that are in front of me that are just, like, distracting almost. Uh, the best seats I've ever had at an Arrowhead um, were, you know, obviously 50-yard line is cool because you can see everything pretty equally. But it's right in front of, like, the press box area or the suites or whatever it is, mm-hmm. which is pretty high up there. Right but, there where we sat for the Steelers game? I don't remember. That was probably the best seats I've ever had. Like, in terms of view and, like, ooh, it's cold, I'm going to go get warm for a little bit and then come back down. Yeah, yeah, the playoff game. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right there in that area. But I, for some reason, there is this whole, like, status, like, oh, I can afford to sit close. Okay, have fun down there. <laughs> yeah. Not seeing shit. But, it's like they uh, think that like the players are going to come interact with them because they're right there. And like I'm a mega Chiefs fan. The players are like, hey, you and you know the other sixty thousand people in here are all mega Chiefs fans. Why you guys are here to watch the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to see the game, move up a little yep. bit. Um, some other NFL news: the Deshaun Watson stuff continues to go on, and a lot of people saying the NFL is seeking a significant suspension for Deshaun Watson. If that's anything less than a year. That's not significant enough. Yep. I, I, I heard Dan Patrick talking like, oh, it could be like a you know, 12-game suspension could be deemed significant. I'm sorry, that's not good enough for me. And again, my whole thing that I've been saying for a while now, the NFL is going to come out and say that last year was part of that suspension. If they do say that, and it's like, okay, last year was part of the suspension in terms of like dealing with everything, then like you, you still have to throw on another year. Like If you're going to say two years, like last year, this right. year. Like, he, like, does not deserve to play this whole next season. There's 26 allegations against you. Mm-hmm. Like, civil court, like, <laughs> cases are being filed. That are not settled. No. So, like, you're going to have to go way. through each single one. And you're going to have to get the evidence. You're going to have to sit through the trials for 26 separate times. Mm-hmm. Those are going to take a minute to start happening. Now, what's going to stink, if you're Deshaun Watson, is if you're suspended this year, and then the cases are still, or the trials are all taking place next year. 
because, like, okay, well, now I'm able to play football again, but your mind is now on the field and off the field in the courtroom. That's going to affect you a lot. And I shouldn't say it's going to stink for Sean Watson because what you've done stinks for those girls. So it's like this is (laughs) just what you get for being a shitty person. Yeah. I I hope that it's a year or more. Mm -hmm. And I do think that what I assume is going to happen is that it's going to be a year-long suspension. But the the NFL will come out and say, like, oh, yeah, also, by the way, we're counting last year. So it's a two-year. They're going to announce a two-year suspension for Mm -hmm. the public relation aspect of it. Yep. And then give him time served last year and say he didn't get to play last year, so that counts. So, But the headlines will read from the NFL office, two-year suspension. What if they do like three years and they count last year? So it's like you got two more years of not playing football. I think that would be hilarious. I mean, if you're the Browns, like we have to terminate this contract. We're not paying you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we talked about it on radio. Mm-hmm. I read a Barstool article, so I don't know how credible it is. Um, the the Browns could get out of this contract because the Browns didn't know about the, what was it, 25th and 26th mm-hmm. accuser. That at the time they knew there was going to be a 24th, but they didn't know that others would come forward so that maybe they could use that to say, here are two additional accusers. We didn't know about that. We can void your contract. Yeah. But even in the article it says they probably could do that, but they're not going to. Because Deshaun Watson's good at football, and that's all anyone cares about. Yep. Like in Cleveland, I know they say they like you know, went through the process or whatever. They went through enough of it to make sure he could play. Yeah. And then that was probably it. I've done a giant 180 on this whole situation, though. I think it's absolute bullshit that he's even like, at practice. I mean, absolutely. Especially with the 25th or 26th allegation coming out. And it's like, ooh, Deshaun Watson reported a minicamp today. Also has two more files or you know cases being filed against him, so I was like, mm-hmm. man, like if you're the Browns, you have to be stressing out about this. If you're the general manager for the Browns, you got to be stressing out about this. Like we paid for this private investigator, you know, figure this information out, and then we felt comfortable enough to sign him, and now there's more. Yeah, and like so. he lied to us. And we'll see. I, I do think that that will probably also be a Friday news dump from the NFL, or somebody will leak it. So like you know, and Adam Schefter will get a hold of it on like a Thursday. And something will come out um, with that. Uh, Kyrie Irving also in the news because uh, it sounds like to him and the Nets not in a good spot. Uh, everybody called it an impasse with the Nets that it, it just doesn't sound like a deal is going to get worked out. Uh, he has until June 29th to exercise his $36.9 million player option. I think he can get more than that on the open market, even with as weird as he is. But – We'll see what happens with that one. I would expect that he is going to be a free agent. And teams like the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Clippers already kind of emerge, and it's like, okay, they could make a move for him, either via sign-and-trade. None of those teams really have the cap space to just sign him Mm -hmm. outright as a free agent, but probably do some kind of a sign-and-trade deal there. I don't know that the Nets really want him back, and they probably don't want to pay him more than the $36.9 million. And in the NBA, they do a very good job of making sure these contracts are guaranteed. Yep. And there's nothing in the CBA that says, oh, you have to guarantee it. But these agents know, like, yeah, we're going to get my guy a fully guaranteed deal. So um, I kind of hope that he leaves. I do too. Like, and the thing is, though, I love how the Knicks are, like, of course, in the mix of it. Like, we talk about them, like, you're Always. just being used for leverage. Like, oh, here are the Knicks. <laughs> 
The thing Always. with Kyrie and the Nets is like, let's say he does leave. What do you do if you're Kevin Durant? Who are you replacing him with? Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be you two in Brooklyn yeah, dominating the East. Yeah. Harden and James Harden, excuse me. Yeah. So now you've got Simmons maybe playing. He hasn't played yet. <laughs> Fuck. You're going to have to go get somebody else. Like, you're going to have to find that third reliable scoring yeah. piece. And Kevin and Durant that's be hard. tied up until, like, I think the, like, 26, 27 season. 25, 26. Yep. He's there for a minute. But you got to find somebody else in there. I don't know that what that Nets roster has with Kevin Durant and Simmons, Ben Simmons playing in there. I don't know that that's enough to really compete in the East. No, especially not with the way things are forming out now. I mean, with Boston, you know what I mean? They're playing at a high level. Milwaukee probably would have been back if Chris Middleton was healthy. Yeah, you still got the Seventy Sixers trying to figure it out if James Harden goes back. They can be dangerous with yeah, a full the full season Bulls of that. Pretty well last year, and yeah. then they got banged up. The Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, there's just still other teams right there in the East that are playing at a very high level that you know were just kind of dealing with some injuries throughout the season. It just didn't pan out for them. I saw that the Heat were also open to moving anyone outside of James uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Go get them, Pat. Where was this three years ago? Got to let these. You got to let Tyler Hero. You know what I mean. Go have another year of just absolute success. You're trading his ass to fucking Philadelphia. Do you remember you're getting when, Joel Embiid. I'm sure you do. Uh, when it was like Giannis's future was kind of unsettled. Didn't know if he was going to go back to the Bucks or not. Mm-hmm. You didn't trade for him then. Man, you should have. Yeah, <laughs> you should have just. Uh, bam out of bio. Sorry, bub. You're gone. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You and Tyler Hero get out of here. Yep. <laughs> and every first round pick. Or even like years. Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. See you later. With Duncan Robinson. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Fuck, throw Udonis Haslam in there too. The old just legacy player for the Heat. <laughs> He'll be your coach in waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get him out of here too. Uh, so I, I do think the NBA offseason is going to start to heat up. The NBA draft is on Thursday. Yep. Which kind of snuck up on me, but I, I mean, it's almost here. I still can't believe that Jabari Smith is like the lock at number one. I really thought Chet Holmgren. Would be, but it sounds like Orlando might be betting on his upside and potential. But are you all in on Chet Holgram? Like, nope. Are, nope. Like, as do I think he's going to be good? No idea. Yeah, that's. I actually like, kind of think Paulo Boncaro is going to be the best out of this draft. Yeah. And that Ivy kid too. Like, I think he's going to be a kid that like he's like, man, I can't believe he got drafted this low. It's like, yeah. But I do think it is a good draft. There are four or five guys that I think are going to be pretty good. In the league, Jabari Smith. I don't know if he'll live up to the hype. Chet Holmgren. We'll see. He's just he's been so good. I just look at him and honestly, judging by his cover of, you weigh 195 pounds. You're super thin. How are you going to be good in the NBA? And then he probably is going to be. Yeah. I could also I could see Chet Holmgren being the guy that is like, why do we let him get to number two? And he's going to come out as a rookie and put up like 18 and 10, and people are going to be asking, how the hell did we draft this guy at number two? Because I feel like there's a couple of those guys, like the Lonzo Ball type even. Yep. Maybe he's not like a dominant player in the NBA, but it's like, you let this guy fall? And so we'll see. Draft on Thursday. Uh, Thursday, also a great spot for a beautiful happy hour from Club 609. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Definitely try their appetizers while you're in there. I know we have a lot of listeners that are not in the Joplin area. Um, If you are swinging through, Make sure you stop by Club 609 again for those two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock every weekday, and special happy hour, 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. on Saturdays. 
Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. Like I said, they do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit that website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter if it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire serviced. Make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in the Joplin, Missouri area at Downtown Lube. And now for a little matchmaker Monday, Big Country versus the Dentist. <laughs> My first matchmaker Monday, I put this one in here last week, but I didn't use it. Uh, it's me and melatonin. I've tried this. I've said it before. I'm not a good sleeper. It takes me forever to fall asleep. Last night, I was even thinking about this. I got up four times during the night. I woke up and couldn't fall back asleep. So I've tried things like melatonin. It doesn't work for me because I think that's when my competitiveness kicks in. And it's like, I know you took this. I'm not going to let it work. That's what my body does to me. My brain is like, I'm sensing the melatonin. I know what you're trying to do here. I'm about to beat it. And guess what? My body wins every time. I've taken two melatonin. I've taken three before. And I think it just has a counter effect on me to where my body says, nope, I'm going to make sure I wake you up every two hours. Because that's what happened to me last week. And I tried it again uh, last night because I was tired. Doesn't work for me. I can defeat melatonin. <laughs> Are I'm you just also, like stressed out while you're sleeping? Like you hear I'm not something, stressed like, out about anything. No, not like anything. Like like, Are you weekend? just... Are you worried that you're not going to hear something in the middle of the night? No. I don't want to say you're being like a scaredy cat, but like, because you are in these, like, you're yeah, a, light a light sleeper. sleeper. Mm-hmm. Right. Dang, no, that. that's not even it. I've done that before. It's where, like, ah, I don't want to take anything. Because also, one of my big fears is actually a uh, home intruder. Yeah. Ghosts and goblins don't scare me. Home intruders do. Which I moved to a new neighborhood like two years ago, and I'm surrounded by police officers. So that fear is gone. <laughs> if you come to my neighborhood to break into a house, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> Go be smarter criminals. <laughs> <laughs> my neighborhood is not the neighborhood to try some shit in. <laughs> yeah, at all. Um, man, that stinks. Have you taken any of like that Z-Quil stuff? Not NyQuil. The Z-Quil that's yeah, like the thing meant is, to help you sleep. That stuff works. Z-Quil and NyQuil both work for me, but it lasts forever to where I'll come in like the next day until like lunchtime and I'm still just exhausted. So it oh, works like too yeah. well. What time are you going? What time are you taking it to go to bed? Like 10. Oh, you got to take it earlier than that. Take it like nine, nine o'clock. You'll be asleep by 10, <laughs> but you got to give it about 12 hours to wear off. Yeah. That's I, I hate that though. And then I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, I don't want to do shit. So I feel like I start my day bad or poorly if I take something like that. You just got to let yourself recover, my guy. <laughs> so it either just, like, it works incredibly well. Maybe I need to stop doing it, like, throughout the week. Like, Sunday through Thursday, I don't do it. Maybe I just pop one on a Friday when I'm like, I got 12 hours. I can just yeah. kill it here. But it's never on a Friday where I have problems sleeping. Because I'm either exhausted from having my daughters and being on dad duty or probably out drinking. So the alcohol <laughs> I was just like, knocks you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, I need to find something that will help me sleep that is not alcohol, it's not marijuana, and it's not melatonin. Well, why don't you just get like a big old bar and just put it in front of your door? 
both doors. So, like, you don't have to worry about someone trying to intrude in, or three doors, I guess, intrude into your house. <laughs> and then you can just peacefully sleep and be like, I'm all barred up in here. I don't think that's not the problem. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for you, dude, that you're still struggling to get some sleep. Uh-huh. Because you you've invested a lot into this. Whole new bed, cooling uh-huh. stuff, a fan. I've almost got it figured out. I've, I'm sleeping better now than I have probably at any point in my life. Oh, good. Still not good. Again, I woke up four times in the night last night. Huh. Or is it bad dreams? Are you having dreams no. that are waking you up? I did have some I had some cool dreams. <laughs> Shit, I don't remember it now, though. Because yeah. I remember w- waking up from one. Woke up, was like, can't get back to sleep. I'm going to take a piss, try to go back to bed. And I try to get back into the dream, but I don't remember what it is. Do you, yeah. do, you do that? Oh, all the time. And there's times I think I've kind of figured out where I can get myself back in the dream. And I'm like in the middle of like dreaming about it. I'd be like, I fucking did it. I'm back in the dream. And then it's like, live the dream out. And then there's times where I don't want to and I am. Uh-huh. It's almost like this damn superpower I don't know how to control. Voice felt a little different. Yeah. yeah Last, last Superpower night was dreams. Something like military related. I don't remember. But anyway, my first one, I got to figure out something to do. I'm almost there. I've almost peaked as a sleeper. Not there yet. When you do, it's going to be game over for everybody else. If I were ever to sleep through the whole night, one, it would scare me. Two, I will come in and talk about it on the podcast. I don't remember the last time I slept the whole way through the night. Yeah. I mean, I wake up, like, I have, uh, like, disturbances in the night because I got, like, this new, like, it's called, like, a whoop thing that, like, Patrick Mahomes is an investor. I've been hearing a lot about it. I had a buddy that got it, and he was like, hey, you should check it out, what da 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 And so, like, it's been kind of, like, helping me track everything, but it tracks my sleep. And so it yeah. tracks, like, when I'm in, like, my deepest part of sleep. It tracks, like, my heart rate as I'm asleep and, like, any disturbances that I have. And I've been noticing that my heart rate peaks like right where my disturbances are. So I don't know if it's like because of a dream or something or if I'm moving around a lot, but it's been kind of interesting for me as well because like I want to be able to make sure that I am getting a good night's sleep because I don't feel like I'm sleeping through the night either, but like I'm not waking up and then staying awake. I'm like waking up, having to adjust positions, and then immediately falling back asleep. Is that what yours are? Are you like waking up and like struggling to go back to sleep? Struggling to go back to sleep. To the point to where like I'll try different things like, okay, I got to get out of bed. I got to stand up and do, try something different. Go get a drink and stuff like that. Damn. Move to the other side of the bed? Yeah. A little colder over here. New spot. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting. Are you going to mansplain sleep to me? No, not at all. I just didn't know what you, I just didn't know if like you were waking up and laying there just like, God dang it, like, go back to sleep or it was like, adjust. No, I, I actually, I had a psych, psychology class. And we talked about it one day, like all the tricks to actually help a person get back to sleep. Oh, that's cool. So like I've thing. done it. I've tried it. Because <laughs> one of the big things is if you can't fall back asleep, laying there is actually terrible for you. Now, getting up and like going and even getting like a small drink uh, of water or milk, whatever it is, is better for you and changing your body temperature. So if you wake up and you're hot, you need to get cold. If you wake up and you're cold, you need to warm up. That will help you fall asleep faster. Oh. That's odd. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Anyway. Yeah, my first, let's, let's get to me. Sorry. Uh, me and the dentist, I went last Friday, as you guys know. I had a root canal a couple weeks ago, so I went in thinking that I was going to get a crown. No big deal. Thought I'd be in an hour and then be back out. The thing was, 
the dentist just like didn't talk to me. And so like I never understood why people were one scared of the dentist because it's like these guys work on teeth all day long. It's what they're used to. And two, it's like it really hasn't been that bad. That Friday, last Friday was probably the worst dental experience I've ever had in my life because they didn't communicate anything to me. They just started fucking going to town with like working on my mouth. And like he just like grabbed this little like wedge thing. It was like open up and then he's like now slightly rest your jaw on this. Okay, I'll be right back. And then just fucking walked away. And I was like, <laughs> with your what? mouth wide open? Yeah, like I'm just freaking <laughs> laying there. And then the dental hygienist is just like having a rough morning and like can't find any of the stuff that she needs. And so I'm just listening to her rustle around stuff. And then like other people are walking in and she's like, oh, hey, good morning. Like, how was your weekend? And I'm just like, uh, eh, I got something in my fucking mouth. Pay attention. And so I'm just sitting here dealing with this. And all of a sudden the dentist comes back and he's like, sorry, I got a little bit of a sniffle. Don't mind me. And then goes, like right above me. I'm, I'm just, just like snot in your wife. Yeah, open I'm just mouth. like you can't fucking lean the other way and do this. Like <laughs> my ear is also right here. And the other thing that got me is like he just like I'm sitting up in the chair and then he just starts like laying me back and like it like had like a big movement at first. So I drop and then I'm just like uh <laughs> feeling like a moron because like I wasn't expecting that to drop. And he's like, I'm gonna need you to remove your ball cap. So I like I take it and I like, go to toss it to the chair and it falls off. And the dental hygienist like, do you want me to pick that up off the ground for you? And I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of nice. I want my hat just sitting on the ground there. Like I didn't know I needed to have it off here at this point. There's just it was a thing where I was just kind of like irritated. Why didn't you just hand it to him? Because he had like stuff in his hand. like he had his gloves on and stuff. So it's like it made sense on why I did it. But at the time. And then next thing I know, he just, like, leans over and with, like, one of these big giant syringe needles and just stabs me in the fucking cheek. Uh-huh. And then I was just, like, uh, I'm just, like, laying here. And then I did it. Like, he goes to do it again, and, like, it hurts. So I was, like, ah. And he's, like, oh, yep, just numbing you up here. No worries. You're good, big guy. And I was, like, and I know I'm fine, but, like, fucking tell me what you're sticking in my mouth here. Usually you get the, like, okay, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure. Like, no, I'm going to feel like you jabbed me in the jaw. I saw it. I needle. saw it before I felt it, and I was like, what is that? Ah, that fucking hurts. Because they had, a, like, a light on, so they had to give me, like, these little sunglass things. And then they wanted to take, like, the shaping of my tooth as well. Uh, so I had to, like, bite on this, like, gel shit and then wait for it to dry. She didn't tell me how long I had to sit there and, like, just bite into it. So I'm sitting I'm not even shitting you. For, like, three minutes just biting this gel so it, like, gets my teeth shaped. But she had shoved it so far back in my mouth that the plastic piece that it was yeah, on was, like, digging in my jaw. So then at the end of the day, he was like, oh, yeah, you uh, you put that in a little too far, so it's not a good, like, shaping. We're going to have to do it again. So then I had to do another one. And then in the process of laying there, they just start taking these tools, and they're just, like, drilling out the filling. Because when I got my root canal, I didn't know there was a thing called, like, a temporary filling. And so he had to, like, drill all that out. Once again, doesn't tell me what he's doing. Just starts like all over him. I like I can just feel it. My tooth is like vibrating. Like I just feel very uncomfortable. And I had zero communication on anything that was going on. There was no medicine to take. And I was just laying there for like an hour and a half with my fucking mouth just wedged open as he's reshaping my teeth here and getting me ready for a crown. And then at the end of it goes, all right, this is a temporary crown. Don't eat anything sticky or it can rip off the temporary cement that we've put in here. Come back in a couple weeks and we'll have your actual crown ready for you. And I was like, why the fuck did we not do this earlier? <laughs> so you're not done with the dentist? No, I got to go back in a couple weeks and get a crown, like my permanent crown put on. <laughs> I was like, how long? Is your tooth? 
I, dude, I don't know this process. I've never had this process done. I've never had anyone like tell me how this works. I really thought I would just get talked to the whole time. They're just fucking. I thought it'd be like a one around. time deal. I had a root canal. I did too. Uh, one time. It was a one time thing. Are you serious? Yeah. They filled up and put a crown on and everything. I don't remember. I was pretty young. Oh. I had like uh, chipped a tooth. Playing basketball or whatever, uh-huh. didn't go get it fixed. Had to get a root canal. It was like I had one dentist appointment. Not me, my guy. Or I think I had two, but it was like one was to check to see if I actually needed the root canal. So like, I went and got like my teeth cleaned, and then it was like, hey, by the way, think he might have chipped or cracked a tooth. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, probably gonna need a root canal on that. So it's two. Whereas you're going, yeah. With the three P. I'm over here looking at the freaking chat right now, and you guys are just ate up. <laughs> you guys are all just you. so ate up. <laughs> uh, you can't make you can't make comments about how you're just laying there with your mouth open. I was and man. not just expect this... the chat to just go off. <laughs> Again, that's why you should listen to the show right here in the calling app uh, is to get the jokes that are made not by me or Big Country that are just right here. <laughs> In the live chat, which is... Realizes the Saturday morning cartoons are on the TV. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? With your yeah. mouth wide open. I'm not at home. <laughs> That's an uncomfortable feeling. It really... Because like, my jaw, like, just, like, tightens up because it's just being, like, held open. He's, like, just, like, rest... Like, how did he word it? Like, just lightly relax your, like, jaw on this, like, little wedge piece there, like, just to mm-hmm. keep it open. And the other thing was is, like, when he would, like, drill on it, he would, like, have to get his hand in there... And, like, he had his fucking hand pressing, like, against, like, to end going. And this is going to sound inappropriate, so please just try and bear with me and understand what happened here. Where he's, like, pinching my lip between the part that's, like, against the wedge in his hand. And, like, I can feel my lip that because, like, he's trying to get in there, drill in there. He's, like, ripping my fucking lips open. And I'm just, like, I can feel this skin. I just, know there's like, a spot in here starting, somewhere I'm supposed to I know, to and to. I'm just, like, ah! And he's, like, what? And I'm just, like, my fucking lip! I, I could not wait to get out of there. And then I guess at one point it reminded me of you when this happened because he was like, uh, hey, we're going to have to go back and do that again. His tongue's really getting in the way over here. And I was just like, oh, I can't feel my have tongue. Have you been doing it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even. So I just like I could only feel the right side of my tongue. So I was just like, I'm going to just keep touching the right side of this little wedge thing here or my teeth over here. That's what you Because thought. I had no That's idea. Thumb. My tongue might just be fucking going. Just, you licked oh. the thumb? Oh, man. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet a lot of people do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. And don't realize it. Well, your tongue, my tongue was numb, so I couldn't feel anything. The, mm-hmm. When I got my root canal, uh, my place? tongue was so numb that, like, I was, like, trying to, like, chew and stuff. And, like, I was getting my tongue, and then I would feel it. And then when I woke up after my nap and the medicine wore off, my tongue, dude, I had just tore the shit out of it. Just gnawed on it the whole time. They didn't tell you, like, don't eat anything? They said, you're good, just, you know, you can eat, just be careful, you know. It might. I, I can remember being told, like, hey, be careful when if you eat anything after you leave here, uh, you know, your tongue, your cheek, a lot of it probably still numb, so be careful, you don't want to bite your tongue. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was thinking, like, yeah, I can't feel my fucking tongue, I just licked this dentist thumb for <laughs> a half hour. Now you're going to tell me that I might not be able to feel things? Like, yeah, it happens. Uh, my last match, Maker Monday... And I've had this one for a while, but the adult Capri Suns with alcohol, uh-huh. I that needs to happen. I know that there are some out there that you can get, 
I need it to be exactly like a Capri Sun plus vodka. Yeah. Or rum. Capri Suns are awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Only complaint is they're too small. Who? What is it, like six to eight ounces? Well, Give yeah, it's plenty 12. of juice for a little kid. They're not right. meant for dogs. Give me eight ounces of juice like you usually do in a Capri Sun. And I want that juice, too. Yeah. I don't need some other brand. Yeah. I want Capri Sun. Put it in the alcohol section, though. <laughs> and I, I don't mean, again, I don't want to confuse people here. I don't want, like, Smirnoff Vodka to come out and be like, here's our brand. It needs to be from Capri Sun, <laughs> but sold as an only 21 or over product to where you take eight ounces of that Capri Sun juice, four more ounces of vodka or so, or rum, whatever, pouch with the straw punch thing. Yeah. That specifically. None of this other bullshit that's out there in market. <laughs> it needs to be from Capri Sun. Can Your you neighbor going to come outside and be like, man, this guy is just smashing Capri Suns over there. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of juice. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You probably have to make it look a little different. Yeah. I would love for it to come in, like, refrigerated. No, I still want the right dude there. on the surfboard surfing on the waves and shit. Like, I still want that. That's yeah, but cool. maybe, like, a different color or something. Make them, like, yellow. So be like, oh, okay, that's the alcohol one. Yeah. That way I'm not, like, you know, my daughter's birthday. And I'm like, oh, shit, she's had three Capri <laughs> Suns that are adults. Just not realizing. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. We were at the, uh, the, the game yesterday, though. And there was not very many people there. There was a kid behind us uh, with his family, his dad, and all this. Um, the adults went to get last call, buy some alcohol, hot dogs and stuff. So it's just this group of kids sitting there. And this kid is telling, like, his cousin or his friend, someone, how um, he must live with his aunt or something. When his aunt leaves the house, he steals her alcohol. Like, take it to his room, store it, and then drink it when they're not there. (laughs) He's speaking so loudly that, like, everybody in our section could hear him. And my kids were even like, is that kid talking about stealing alcohol? (laughs) Like, yeah, he's 100% talking about it. He had to be, like, 12 Wow. 10 to 12 years old. Talking about stealing his aunt's alcohol as soon as she leaves the house and then, like, storing it under his bed or something. I didn't really hear everything that you're saying. Who was he with again? There's a big family group, so I don't know. I assume, like, probably some aunts, uncles, parents. (laughs) They're probably like, great. (laughs) That's awesome. They had no idea, though, because, again, all the adults got up, went for last call, and left, like, the group of kids there. And he was like, hey, um, I've had alcohol before. Like, have you ever had beer? It's delicious. I'm like, Jesus, kid. Like, <laughs> so I turned to look and see, like, what's this kid look like? I got to see you. If you think beer's delicious and you're 10. Yeah. I didn't think beer was – I still don't think beer tastes good. This kid's already acquired the taste for it. But was also talking about how he steals his aunt's alcohol as soon as she leaves. Did and he have the him. look of, like, a kid that has – 100%. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We know what the kid looks like. <laughs> Everybody had one of those kids. Yeah, I had a kid invite me over for a party when I was in seventh grade. It's like my parents would still have to drive me to this party. He was like, hey, we're going to be drinking tonight. I was like, drinking what? <laughs> like, you got Capri Sun? Yeah. He wasn't talking about Capri Sun. He was in seventh grade already. This Damn. kid had to be fifth grade. No, <laughs> he was young. He was a fifth grade. Oh, the one that was telling the story at the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that. <laughs> I didn't start drinking, honestly, until I was like a junior in high school. I didn't until college. My first weekend of college, I got drunk and then came home the next day and tried to play it off. My mom was like, 
you got drunk last night, didn't you? And I was just like, no. He's like, yeah, you did. You're hungover. And I was just, I was definitely hungover. And I was just like, are you mad at me? And she goes, I can't be mad at you about doing something that I did when I was your age. And I was like, well, when did you start drinking? She was like 16 or 17. I was like, I could have been drinking for two years with all my friends in high school, but I've been fucking scared of you this whole time. I was like, oh. I had a friend who was convinced his mom could like actually read his mind. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally thought she could like read his mind or knew what he was doing at all times. Because when we started drinking, he'd be like, nope, I can't. My mom will find out. Right? She's not going to find out if you don't tell her. Like, keep your mouth <laughs> shut. He's like, nope, I can't lie to her. Like, she knows. She knows everything that I do. I don't know what this woman did to him. But he would not drink for the longest time. Because uh-huh. he knew, like, oh, my mom's going to find out. And if she does... She's going to be pissed. He came from uh, an, an anti-drinking family. Mm-hmm. So not even like, oh, I'll do it when I'm 21. It was like the religious, like, we don't drink in this house. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> he was. He was convinced his mom could, like, read his mind. Maybe she could. I don't know. She never caught us. So <laughs> whatever. Um, all right. I think that's it for um, us today. When's your next dentist appointment? In two weeks, they said they were going to call me when my crown officially came in after being molded to shape my or to fit my tooth correctly. So I, I don't know if you officially said it. I think your matchmaker needs to be um, – you, you probably need a new dentist, but at this point, you're almost done. No, yeah, this is my last appointment is once I get the crown, and then I will be finding a or new you're dentist. you're just lying to us all, and it's like you had 17 cavities. <laughs> no. This is your fourth tooth. I kind of – honestly, I kind of wish. I kind of wish that was the truth. So I could just be, like, embarrassing, like, yeah, you caught me. One tooth. Tooth 19, in fact. Uh, All right, that's it for us today. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We appreciate you being with us. Big Country and I back right here in the calling app tomorrow at 10 a.m. Central Time uh, for Tell the Truth Tuesdays. Don't forget, listener submissions are welcome. We'll keep you anonymous as well. Uh, We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow at 10 a.m. right here in the calling app.